0: Welcome to the Gridiron Show, and today will be forever remembered for the retirement of Logan Mankins. No, wait, sorry, Peyton Manning. So we'll talk all about Peyton Manning's retirement, free agency, the uh, the finangly period begins today. It's got a different name, I can't remember what it is. So we're going to talk about some deals that could be done, the running backs available, the quarterbacks available, and we're going to have big name interviews with Blake Bortles, uh, with Alan Robinson, and with Sean Drone. This is the Gridiron Show. you see what happens when i take a week off i didn't even say this to the gridiron show in association with sports travel tours go and check out sportstraveltours.com where if you use the code gridiron16 you can get 10 percent off their packages including uh they've got deals going on for ireland at the moment and we are only seven weeks away six weeks away from next season being announced from sitting knowing what the fixture list is and you know what that means ollie hunter i'm so excited it means that we get to find out where we're going to go on our road trip Mexico, we, Mexico, we, Mexico. Get, we get to figure out <laughs> all the dates where we might go where we could go so that's going to be massively exciting check out that online sportstraveltools.com or keep an eye on our website gridiron-magazine.com uh, first of all we should apologize will gavin ollie hunter in the studio there was no show last week uh, it's not like there's been loads of news to talk yeah, about. Not or like, anything. not like neither of us tried to get a show out there. Yeah, we both did try. We, we probably had recordings arranged like four times. Yeah. And uh, one, one time I was actually standing outside your
1: house <laughs> waiting to record, <laughs> knocking on the door. Yeah, I'll take the phone. On and then as I'm walking away, hello, <laughs> <laughs> it's me.
0: <laughs> it's like me. the world.
1: i'm so tired and i'm like dude we'll we'll do it later the week and then that didn't happen then studio space wasn't available so guys we're really sorry and that's why you got the most you were on the edge of losing that opener that we I, yeah, have to yeah, do it yeah, again genuinely was so on the edge so,
0: so close to if
1: doing it if people listen back to it there was about two or three times where he's just about to go oh should we just do this again but he didn't that was one take Gavin <laughs> <And> <laughs> the, my favourite part was the Fanangeli period yeah I, I think. I think the, hashtag Fanangeli <laughs> spell I, however
0: you like <laughs> I think that's what we should call it you know what I mean the period of time where teams are allowed to talk to the free agents without actually signing them for do the you mean the period the <laughs> <laughs> period <laughs> what is that I have but I love it no idea so uh thank you for tuning in this is The Gridiron Show Uh we yeah the, I mean the other reason was I was on double shifts all next week because starting next Tuesday TalkSport 2 goes live on air and I'll be bringing you four nights a week live sports coverage on overnights on TalkSport 2 so you can hear a lot more of me if you really want to so if you want more Will Gabbin <laughs> more of that voice
1: and more of that laugh which he has trademarked um, <laughs> tune in to TalkSport 2 all you need to do is... Um, Retune your, your digital radio. Your dish, right? <laughs> you haven't heard uh, that
0: being sat around talks more oh than last God. week or so, have you? Oh, my God. Um, but they- no, I'm really excited, and we're going to have... I'm not sure I'm allowed to tell you what sports we've got yet, because the tennis has been announced, definitely. I don't think anything... don't we're know what else we doing has been baseball. I mean, that's, that's... I don't think that's been announced yet. I don't know if I have to bleep that out now. No, you don't, you don't have trouble. to bleep it out. I think it's common knowledge. Okay, fine. Well, we've got some great sports coming on, and later in this week, if you follow my Twitter, at WillGav, we'll do a whole full-on announcement of what's going to be on the show in the first week the first night if he doesn't randomly go out in the first couple of rounds in some fluke we're going to have andy murray at indian wells on the first night the way the draw works out would mean we would have him on that tuesday night wednesday morning so immediately kicking things off with a bang since
1: chris Hoy. Is he Gritton, uh, Britain's greatest sportsman? He's Britain's
0: greatest sportsman. That guy. <laughs> I think he is. He's incredible, what he's oh, doing I at the moment. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, come on, is it this because is, he's Scottish? This is an NFL show so we, yeah, we have to talk about uh, the Miami Dolphins treating free agency like supermarket sweep who can we pay far too much money to immediately <laughs> so they <laughs> and they've, they've really kicked things off with a bang so we'll get onto to that uh, we're going to talk about as I say later on we're going to do a bit of Jags chat and we've got our interviews from the Super Bowl with uh, star quarterback Blake Bortles and star wide receiver Alan Hearns and we had a bit of fun with both of those guys so that'll be coming up later and we spoke to Sean Drone at the Super Bowl uh, who's now read join the 49ers i know he's not the hugest name he'll be a backup this season most likely to carlos hyde but he had some really interesting stuff to say about the year he had this year about chip kelly about jim jared So Hayne. yeah exactly about jared Haynes. so there was some really interesting stuff in that conversation so we'll bring that to you later on as well three massive interviews so we should probably crack on and talk about some football what can i just say in the very opener-opener bit, you said Alan Robinson when you couldn't remember who we had. But <laughs> it meant Alan guys, Hearns. Guys, it is Alan Hearns. Oh, damn it. I loved Alan Hearns. No, we might have to re-record it for definite now. Not the opener-opener, the bit after the opener. Oh, God. Uh, it's a really genuine... It might have been uh, the opener. It's fine. They, they'll go <laughs> over gonna it. It's going to be fine. They'll go over it. So, two Super Bowls, five MVPs... 14 Pro Bowls, 71,940 passing yards, 539 touchdowns later, and the Sheriff has said his last Omaha in public. He is gone from the scene, and just, uh, we could lament about him for ages, we could talk all about what Peyton Manning did for the sport, and genuinely, it's very rare that somebody comes into a sport and manages to change the way that a sport is played. But when you listen to how people have spoken out about Peyton Manning since he announced his decision to retire, whether it was John Elway speaking in the press conference today about what a joy it's been for a former quarterback to see the way that he works, to see the way that he prepares, whether it's Tom Brady speaking out after the press conference, giving so much love to him, whether it's Cam Newton, and Cam Newton's statement that he put out on uh, on Instagram, which I just want to read through for you. I'm grateful to have shared the field in your last game, but most importantly, I'm grateful to have mimicked a style you created to bring out the best in me. And that style is, was, the uh, the mastering the art of preparation. You've changed this game in ways you will never know, and I admire the man you are on and off the field. You set the bar high, extremely high, and knowing your family, I know that's just the norm. I came into this league gagging and still gagging my talents to this day. Oh, I've read that. That can't be right. I've definitely read that. To this day, off of the things that you have done and accomplished, because you are not, you will forever be the standard and so long sheriff and he, it's just a real mark of respect from cam newton showed him a lot of love and the way that he behaved off the field and the way that any time a big name player retired from the league peyton manning wrote them a handwritten letter to, to congratulate them on their nfl career to say how much he enjoyed playing up against them i imagine he's going to be getting a lot of letters through the post over the next couple of weeks an absolute proper legend of the game and someone who Probably came into the league around the time I started following American football regularly, kind of late 90s. Mm. Uh, and so for me, it's going to be weird having an NFL without Peyton Manning, uh, but I absolutely love the way he's gone out on top and first ballot Hall of Famer, obviously. And I don't think this final season will
1: tarnish his career, his legacy or anything in any way. I think the the it's a bit like Leonardo DiCaprio getting an Oscar, <laughs> him getting his second Super Bowl ring, uh, just to piss off Eli, uh, it was kind of deserved and it was, it was his time, it was his turn, you know what I mean? And it doesn't matter that, okay, he had the worst year of any quarterback ever to have won the Super Bowl or even got to the Super Bowl. I just think it was all,
0: It was all deserved. Uh, Just looking through a few highlights from his press conference earlier today. The fact that so many Broncos players were in ascendance. Brandon Marshall, Demarius Thomas and the likes were there. John Elway said not a guy in the NFL can walk away and say they've done everything at the quarterback position. Peyton can actually say that. As I said, it was a treat for an ex-quarterback to watch Peyton prepare and work. He revolutionised the game. Payton Manning, he said, I revere football, I enjoy the game, you don't have to wonder if I'll miss it, absolutely I will. I particularly enjoyed when he talked about the Patriot fans, said I'll I'll even miss Patriots fans in Foxborough. And they should miss me too, because they got a hell of a lot of wins off me there, (laughs) which I think was brilliant. What I also love what he said, he he opened up his press
1: conference and said, in my very first NFL game, I completed my first pass to Hall of Fame running back Marshall Falk. I threw a touchdown in that same game to Marvin Harrison, who will be inducted into the Hall of Fame this August.'" The quarterback for our opponent, the Miami Dolphins, was, after my dad, my favorite player, Hall of Famer Dan Marino, who, on that fir- on the th- the first third down of the game, completed a twenty five yard skinny post, and it was the damnedest throw I'd ever seen.
0: All of that, you know, wh- that level that of just detail shows... and knowledge, and uh, the guy, I, um, he said, uh, it was the right time to retire. Maybe I don't throw as good or run as good as I used to, but I've always had good timing, and I think, all right, I have to hold my hands up a little bit here. Because I think, I'm sure, regular listeners who have been listening to the old show and to this show remember two years ago, ahead of the Seahawks game in the Super Bowl, I basically said he should go out whatever happens at the end of this year. I thought even though he'd had that amazing season, you'd begun to see it through the playoffs, the arm had started to go, the legs had started to go a bit, you could see that the physical side of his game was dropping off. And I said, if he goes out on top, great, but even going out as a runner in the Super Bowl, fantastic. I never expected that he'd have not only another two years in the league, but that the second of those would be a super bowl winning year so i have to kind of admit i was a little bit wrong
1: just a wee bit i have to admit (laughs) a couple of things i remember that first game of his of his comeback after the broken back two or three years ago and he was awful and i said he's done he's done he could never come back and he's taken to his team's two super bowls he's won one of them and also um earlier on in this season i said he'd never start another regular season game for the Denver Broncos, and I was wrong, and I hold up my hands, and I'm, I am i apologise to you, and to you, Peyton Manning. <laughs> Peyton. You're obviously going to be listening. Yeah, exactly, you're listening. And what's also great, how he said that, you know, completely his first pass, to Marshall Falk, his final scoring pass was to Benny Fowler, who you can read... That into about that interview, and you if you listen back, you can listen to uh, back to it on our post Super Bowl show. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But you can Go also download it again. Give us the extra hit. Exactly. Uh, rate us on iTunes, five stars. <laughs> Thank you very much. But you can also read read it in the uh, Super Bowl edition of uh, the Gridiron Magazine. So yeah. it's it's a fantastic read as well, and. The fact that, that we've got that and benny fowler didn't really understand what we, was going on we, oh, it's we, just wonderful we it's were wonderful. the
0: first people to speak to benny fowler after the game and i w- said to him what's it like to know you've caught the last pass from peyton manning and he obviously hadn't realized that he'd done that yet and he said he was going to go his ball signed, so it was brilliant to to do that just a quick mention of the broncos uh on a, as a side note they have offered brock osweiler a three-year contract around 45 million dollars over those three years for me i think that's about the right level but if i was oswire and i'm seeing kirk cousins get franchise tagged at only 19 million and yeah, but who's going to pay more than that for him it, I think there's some quarterback needy teams out there who might do I think that's, that's pitched about perfectly about the right length contract about the right sort of money that's that's 45 million I'm not exactly sure of the base I haven't got it in front of me that's 45 million with all the add-ons etc so I think that's about right it'll be interesting to see whether or not he signs I think the Broncos desperately need him to because once they've got that locked up they can start looking at the long term deal for for uh, Von Miller they can Malik start Malik Jackson start looking at if they're going to pay Malik Jackson so there's there's lots of other stuff going on uh, i did make a little bit of a joke at the top of the show about logan mankins but he also did retire today obviously former new england patriots finished his career at the tampa bay buccaneers after 11 seasons uh first round pick for the patriots in 2005 uh one of the best guards to have played in the league over that time unbelievable uh through a, a couple of different super bowl runs uh I, just genuinely one of the the great linemen in the league over the last 10-15 years and when you consider that him retiring this year means that the 2021 hall of fame class looks something like this peyton manning logan mankins charles woodson jared allen Marshawn lynch maybe maybe calvin (laughs) johnson yeah yeah that's pretty unbelievable for me uh, Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson are hands down first ballot Hall of Famers. How they don't go in first time, I'll have no idea. I think Logan Mankins is a Hall of Famer, as is Jared Allen for me. Calvin Johnson, if he retires, I think he's a Hall of Famer as well. Marshall Lynch, just outside of the bracket for me. Not quite at that same level.
1: I think a lot of his on, off the field antics, especially over the last two years, might harm him. Even though they're not meant
0: that. to, we understand Peter King yeah, always yeah. bangs on about it, but I, yeah, I just, I feel like he. Yeah didn't have the consistency over a long enough period and I understand he kind of changed the way that the the Seahawks played football because they w- were able to go behind the big back and give Russell Wilson that time uh, of the running game and that was a dual threat as success. well and but I just, you know, I, he's not quite up in that conversation and then we're going to talk running backs in in a short while the guys who are available in free agency uh, just to say the, the new uh, official salary cap has come out, it's moved up to uh, 155.2 155.2 7 million and so when you look at the final carryover and adjustments on the salary cap there are some teams who have got a lot of money the Jags have got 190 million this year with the carryover and I think in terms of how much they've got to spend they've got in they've got something around the 90 million dollar mark to spend so there's there's some teams out there who have some big big money and with free agents starting to hit the market I think we're going to see one of the biggest free agency periods that we've ever seen in the Mm. nfl if not the biggest the combination of the uh, expansion uh of the uh the the uh, raising of the salary cap uh, the number of free agents hitting the market seems to be ridiculously high this year a lot of people testing the waters and i yeah i just think but beyond the fact we haven't got a big quarterback name or two like when peyton manning came out or like when it looked like drew Brees might hit the market a few years ago and then the saints didn't let him at the last minute we haven't got anyone like that but i think you might see the most money spent in free agency we've ever seen this year. yeah i think so and the fact that uh, the la rams are moving
1: they'll want to uh, bring a few sort of star names in as well it's re- the whole thing about it is is really exciting and who, where i think we'll, we'll talk about uh, Free agency needs a little bit more in the next, in the coming weeks, but who needs what and who's going to get what and the the scramble is going to be really interesting in the next even the next few days as well and
0: yeah we've only got eight weeks until the draft so there's so much to cover over the next few weeks but let's just hit the news that's come over the last few days and there's some stuff that are just around through that we would have done on last week's show if we had the chance to uh, Mario Williams being cut by the Bills obviously we're seeing him going and visiting with teams at the moment uh, Charles Johnson being released by the Panthers I think that was a very sensible move from a Panthers perspective saves them 11 million dollars on their cap here uh when you also see Jared Allen's gone it does mean that it's going to be interesting to see what they do with their pass rush they've got Coney for the outside they've got those two big inside guys who we love so much but I think that could be somewhere they look in the draft it's a very good defensive line draft Alex Mack is out testing free agency he hasn't ruled out returning to the Browns but I think somebody will offer him huge money to come and play center for them the Falcons cutting Roddy White um I'd be amazed if Roddy White ends up on another team. I think he's I'll think end up either at Minnesota or <laughs> Miami.
1: Probably one of those two. And
0: being massively overpaid by either. Yeah, I I can't imagine why a team would bring Roddy White in after his production over the last couple of years. I love the man. I think he's been brilliant for the Falcons. I think he's a guy who... All right, we might not be talking about in the Hall of Fame conversation, but we should be talking about in terms of the Falcons' ring of honour. He should be a guy yeah. who is, yeah. you know, for that franchise, one of their all-time great players. So a lot of love for him, but it's just one... And there's some other stuff that we'll work into as as we're kind of going along here. So the first big deal of the Fanagli period that appears to have happened is that the the Eagles have brought back in Howie Roseman, friend of the show. They are looking to offload the big contract of Byron Maxwell and linebacker Kiko Alonso with both of them going to the Dolphins (laughs) for undisclosed draft picks. Now, Kiko Alonso is a player I loved in his first year had the knee injury, came back last year, didn't have the same level of impact. Yeah, but he wasn't terrible. And that whole Eagles defense, because it was so overworked,
1: and he was so overworked, and he was coming back from injury, I think he would actually be a really good player next year. And I think the the fact that they're getting rid of him is almost sort of, right, we really want to move on from this Chip Kelly era. We want to g- get rid of the Chip Kelly stain on the eagles as it were um <laughs> harry roseman being is-
0: brought in from traffic duty is a is a <laughs> is a huge thing of this as well so and, and the thing is they've already spent big on uh, malcolm jenkins this offseason Vinnie curry this offseason season. You know they've already thrown money about on their own team so it's not a surprise to see them trying to offload guys as and where they can um Byron Maxwell, I mean, the article I've got in front of me says he was not an outright disaster in Philadelphia. I'm going to suggest he gave up way too many plays for a top rated cornerback. Uh, somebody tweeted out his passer rating earlier on. If you look through the last three seasons, 2013, he gave up a passer rating of 57.8. They went up to 75.8.5 in 2014 and up to 100. 0.7 in 2015. That's not good. But, you know, he fits Miami. They're going to overpay a guy who's performing well below a level he did earlier in his career, and that's what the Miami Dolphins do. So. <laughs> it is. But where does that leave, do you think,
1: Olivier Vernon, who was... What was it? A transition tag? Yeah, um...
0: Olivier Vernon, he's actually a guy who... If I there's, there's a few teams who are definitely looking at him, and we're going to talk a bit about the Jags later on. I think if the Jags have uh, Dante Fowler coming back and pay Olivier Vernon and bring him in, that could be a really fierce tandem. I think the 49ers should be looking at him in a big way. They've got a lot of cap mm-hmm. space. Uh, my problem with Olivier Vernon is that he is a guy who is very up and down. The last eight games of last year, if you go back and watch the Dolphins as they started to improve down the stretch, he was a huge part of that. He had a monster second half of last season. But that came off the back of a disappointing season and a half before that. And you're probably going to have to pay him in the region of th- 14 million a year yeah. to get him off the Dolphins, 13, 14 million in that sort of region. So are you willing to pay him not the very top level money, but big money off the basis of half a season's production? If he produces like that, there's a lot of teams who would love to bring Olivia. Tell you, what, in. The, you you mentioned the Jags and the fact the geographical
1: proximity means that he perhaps wouldn't have to uh, totally move out of Miami you know he he could keep his kids down in Miami whatever Um, but Gus Bradley being that defensive guy could really work with him very well and they've got that cap space maybe a sneaky suspicion that perhaps the Jags might might move in there,
0: yeah. And I, there's a, there's a few players I really want the Jags to target in free agency. So we'll get onto that a little bit later on. But that's a, that's a very good shout on Olivier Vernon, uh, another guy who is probably going to be somewhat overpaid based on what he is. Is Bruce Irving? Now I like Bruce Irving a lot, but I think he's. You've seen a few guys like this, and Byron Maxwell is an example of guys who have produced at a very high level in a very good defense. Well, that's it. The the defense has
1: made him look better. Uh, and rather than him standing out in a very good defence.
0: And I don't know if Bruce Irving is the same level as... Uh, well, you look at who else is in that Seahawks linebacking corner, and I don't rate him up in the same sort of areas as KJ Wright, Bobby Wagner. I don't think he's up there with those guys. I think as an outside guy, he's he can stop the run he rushes the pass a little he's not bad in coverage he's a good player i don't think he's a great player and i think somebody's going to pay him like a great player and the team's talking about the arizona cardinals the atlanta falcons jacksonville Mm. again i mean jacksonville have got big issues at middle linebacker more so than outside linebacker because poslusney is their only real key player there and he is getting old now get he getting old (laughs) um you know pass rush was an issue last year how much is dante fowler going to improve that so maybe that's a decent landing spot for him i wanted to talk a bit about the running backs though running back free agency this year is crazy i mean i've got the list down here in front of me and
1: there are some seriously good players there. Matt Forte, Arian Foster, uh, Ronnie, well, I was Ronnie Hillman, uh, Chris <laughs> Ivory, um, Chris Johnson, Doug Martin, Lamar Miller, Alfred Morris, who actually had a good second half of the season. Other players like Le Blunt, Monty, not Monty Ball, jo- not John Bell, but there are loads of, obviously, James
0: Starks, uh, the, the, the guys, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, the guys I had on my list, so Doug Martin, who is apparently drawing interest from as many as six teams after they decided not to put him on the franchise tag, I thought that was a bit funny. I would have, if I was Tampa Bay and you're not using the tag on anyone else. Why not slap it on Doug Martin? He's got an up-and-down production over mm-hmm. his rookie contract. He had a very good year last year. Yes, you're probably going to overpay him for a single season, but you're not buying into a long-term contract on a running back, which is a position where long-term contracts can be dangerous. And you see whether it's a flash, whether last year was a flash in a pan, although he had an okay
1: season the year before that. It wasn't, it wasn't stellar, it wasn't standout, but it wasn't bad. And last year... He, I think he was the best running back in the league. So it,
0: it, wow. Yeah. I
1: mean he was definitely I mean, up in there. terms of production, I think the amount of um, yards per carry and I think he was second in in in, in, in total yards. I mean it, that's that's decent and that with Adrian a, a Peterson rookie,
0: would want to fight you over that A uh, rookie claim, contract? But, uh, but uh, certainly as a younger guy who's going to be available. Rookie quarterback, sorry. He's at uh, 27. He's the best guy available on that list. Uh, CJ Anderson's another guy who's going to be available. The Broncos have taken a big risk on the idea they're going to lose him. They're applying the lowest free agency tender you can offer somebody now you know 1500 yards over two seasons both years he really came into it in the second half of the season i think cj anderson had a huge part to do in their playoff run and was brilliant through those last three games of the year you got the Eagles who are apparently shopping both DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews. I'm surprised to see them shopping both players. Uh, you see who else is there. Darren Sprolls, Kenjan Barner, you know, the, there's not a lot else there unless they're planning on signing somebody. I'm surprised to see them shipping both guys, but apparently they are shipping both guys. And when you consider, you've already said it, Arian Foster released by the Texans, Matt Forte, Lamar Miller, who's apparently close to a deal with Miami, but he's still a free agent at the moment. Mm. Freddie Morris, Chris Ivory. I and mean, the, the teams who are running back needy, whether it be the Patriots, we've heard mentioned a huge amount of the time. Uh, we don't know what we can expect from Dion Lewis coming back. I mean, yeah. can you imagine someone like Chris Ivory on the Patriots? Oh, yeah, that bell cow just north-south, really exciting. And, and being able to share the load with a player of the talent of Dion Lewis, that would be an incredible... I mean, it would be... Uh, May I don't know whether he has any loyalty to the Jets and doesn't want to go to an AFC East team, but I'd be surprised if that was the case. Well, he's de- if if so, he's, if not, sorry, he's definitely tapped up um,
1: uh, Darrell Rivas and seen, uh, what's uh, Bill Belichick like? Uh, get, <laughs> is he as bad as uh, everybody else makes out? Um, I'd like to see the Cowboys try and make a splash for one of Arian Foster. Well, Lance Darnbach a... comes out of... Um, he's also going to be hitting free agency
0: as well. <laughs> he was injured, but and um, arrested And again arrested, recently. yeah but <laughs> you know they, they,
1: they had to was it but they DeMar- they've
0: got that they've got that great zone blocking scheme which works so well with DeMarco Murray there and really suits what Aaron Foster does and really suits what Matt Forte does and I that's exactly the sort of fit I can see for those guys so in terms of running back availability it's probably the best we've seen for some years and it's going to be fascinating to see where that market's going to go over the next couple of months yeah exactly i'm just i'm just
1: counting it up i think out of the top 15, including, I think D'Angelo Williams is, 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 hitting it as well. Alfred Morris, uh, running him Matt Forte, um, Jonathan, uh, not just, uh, Chris Ivory and Doug Martin. Doug Martin second in the amount of total yards. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> off the top of your head, that was quite impressive. Yeah, come on. So uh, it's, it is the best free, ang- free agency running back class that we've ever seen and where they will land up and the, um, it's almost like, uh, the musical chairs of, of running backs. It will, w- will be really
0: interesting. The, 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 the but don't get me wrong they are I kind of I had this conversation with Matt Sherry the editor of Gridiron earlier they are still all question mark guys there's nobody in there who you're going sure thing and let's not forget DeMarco Murray looked as close to a sure thing as people expected last year but with all of them Doug Martin up and down production Arian Foster coming off the knee injury Matt yeah. Forte 31 years old you know with all of those guys there is a potential concern there Chris Ivory never consistently been able to play for 16 games in a season yeah. Lamar Miller I think if he'd been given the chance in Miami last year he could have been right up there in the top 2 3 running backs in the league criminally I think, underused I I genuinely think in terms of performance per snap considering the offense he was a guy who impressed me more than anyone else last year but as you say criminally underused is that because he was underused he was always fresh so I don't think there's anyone you're going absolute sure thing I'm going to throw 10 million dollars at them but considering you can generally get running backs cheap I expect all those guys to to find starting jobs over the next few weeks and uh, it's going to be interesting to see where they all land mm. Let's talk quarterback. Quarterback. Okay. Uh, we've also got the franchise tag to talk about. Do you want to talk about that first or do you want to go straight on no, to I think it works from going from running back to quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the uh, biggest surprise to me, maybe, of the uh, off-season so far is Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be testing free agency. Now, we know that Sam Bradford's two-year, $36 million uh, contract with the Eagles was big, big money, and maybe that swung the Fitzpatrick talks in a negative direction because he saw the amount of money Bradford was getting off a lot less production than he managed last season and he expected to get more money. But he's going out there and he's testing the free agent market. And I think teams like the Texans would be really interested in him. I think the Rams would be massively interested in him. But if I'm Ryan Fitzpatrick and I get offered 15 million a season by one of these teams, and I can go back to the Jets and say they've offered me 15 million a season, what will you offer me? And they come in with like 13, 13.5. To stay in New York where you've got a great defense, where you've got Brandon Marshall, uh, where you've got Eric Decker, mm-hmm. Uh, where, I mean, if they bring in a tight end, that looks, starts to look like a, a hole in terms of the, uh, in terms of the offense. Uh, running back, they should be looking to sign one of these guys as well with Chris Ivory hitting the market. Lamar Miller, I think would be a great signing there. Yeah. You know, it's a much, much better situation for him. Is he going to get anywhere near those level of productions as a guy in his 30 who's been a career backup, really? Is he going to get that kind of opportunity anywhere else in the league? You'd argue DeAndre Hopkins is a better, singular receiver option than either of those guys but but as a duo uh, you have yeah. uh, those guys uh, they were the best the, the league's ever seen last year uh, statistically i'm statistically. not gonna i'm not gonna start saying yeah they're better statistically than they're... Yeah, yeah okay that's okay. fine let's <laughs> Stati- not get hey hey statistically it's fine. Good. Hey, Fugazi. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was a big big surprise to me um between that and we obviously see, uh rg3 hitting the open market that's happened in the last couple of days. Yeah, Eagles, the Chiefs,
1: 49ers, Dallas Cowboys, potential landing spots. I mean, of those, I'd like to see him probably go to the Cowboys and sit behind Romo, learn how to be that pocket passer.
0: I, th- I think that's the ideal situation for somebody. like this. He's got this huge fifth-year option, so a trade was never going to really be viable for anybody. But he can now be signed on a reasonably cheap contract. He's obviously got a high upside for all of the downside that's clearly there but you sign him cheap as a backup and this is an argument i got into with uh Richard Graves, Sky Sports Richard Graves, big Cowboys fans. I can't see the Cowboys doing that. I went, are you telling me that if you could get RG3 for a seventh round pick and just see what he is, just get him in the building, put him with Romo. Romo's got so many injury problems. And I was fascinated... Isn't
1: he a free agent
0: rather than, a, it, rather yeah, than exactly. giving up a pick? It, it wouldn't they, even
1: be a pick, would it? Well, uh, I would th- be it would be one of were, those conditional ones.
0: When they were talking about trading earlier on, this was. So this was even before he was a free agent. So now he's probably going to cost you nothing... I just go for it. What are you doing? Why not take a shot, pay this guy $3 million, bring him in, put him behind Roma. Jerry Jones has already absolutely baffled me in the last few weeks. He said he's not going to take a quarterback at four. First of all, if Carson Wentz or Jared Goff is there at four, I think he has to take a quarterback. The Cowboys want to believe that they are a team who do not pick fourth overall in the draft as a general rule. In the since... In this recent era, the last seven or eight years, they've never picked that high. I can't think if they've picked that high really since Troy Aikman era, Mm. since they started building that team to go on the legacy. So it's a rare opportunity to get a high-talent guy and allow them to sit behind Tony Romo, who, by the way, is basically made of paper mache Romo said he thinks he can play for another four or five years, and then you've got Jerry Jones saying, "I'm not going to bring in a quarterback, but I want a Rav Rogers, a Rav, a Fav Rogers style transition." So we are going to be looking in the next couple of years. It's just utter nonsense. It's if ca- madness. If the Cowboys don't take a quarterback at four, they are ludicrous. Just a genuinely a complete and utter joke. They are not a rebuilding project like, say, the 49ers are at seven, who could justifiably say. All oh, right, right. Miles Jack is still there. Let's improve our linebacking core, right? Jalen Ramsey's still there. Let's take the best cornerback in the league because there's potentially good drops mm. there. I, it just makes me, I just, absolutely makes no sense to me. Why is Jerry Jones going back to being bad Jerry Jones again? Bad Jerry Jones. Um, <laughs> look, when you've got last year when Romo went
1: out, it was Matt Castle and Kellen Moore. Um, uh, you know, that's shocking stuff. Take a quarterback or we'll sign RG3 because what better place to do both ha- yeah or, uh, do both what better place to have um two guys learning from one of the best in tony romo and behind that incredible offense offensive line that's been brilliant over the last two or three years so yeah it, it, it's a no-brainer but then perhaps jones is thinking right our um our defense rested on sean lee a little bit too much so perhaps we need a a Joey Bosa pass rusher, edge guy. I don't know. Maybe that's what he's thinking. But
0: you're, you're a joke, Joey Jones.
1: You're a joke. I'm pretty upset, Will Gavin. James,
0: uh, <laughs> we've already mentioned the Sam Bradford deal obviously being done by the Eagles, and we're going to talk Kirk Cousins in a moment when we talk about the tag. Joe Flacco was the other deal that's been done. Uh, his cap number was going from $14.55 million to $28.55 million under his old deal in 2016. So he's restructured his contract, but it means he's going to get more guaranteed money. It means he's be- he becomes the highest paid quarterback in in the NFL, on average per season. Again, he reaches that same level for the second time in three years. Uh, The Joe Flacco is the best example of a quarterback absolutely timing everything perfectly. He timed the original contract (laughs) perfectly because he went, I'm not going to sign that contract now. I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to go to the free agent market, and then I'm going to go and win a Super Bowl, do that, get a big contract. Three years later, they're desperate for cap space. They've just had their worst season in franchise history and they need some cap space, but he knows he can negotiate a better contract because of the Higher Caps place and he goes, all right, I'll renegotiate, but get some more guaranteed money out of it. Why not? Yeah. Like, Joe Flacco, I... I his I, agents are genius. I, I genuinely have no issue with the Ravens doing it, because you see the teams around the league, whether it's the Browns, whether whoever it is, you see these teams who struggle over years, and Joe Flacco is a good NFL quarterback with some phenomenal playoff performances. Mm. But man, is that guy going to come out overall for his career as a guy who has been paid more richly than almost anyone else in the history of the NFL... And just not being that play- he's, he's definitely not a hall of Famer, let's Well put it that's that way. it They're probably one of the shoe-in uh
1: Super Bowl win- winning quarterbacks that's not a <laughs> hall of Famer. But, um, yeah, it's amazing how he's got away with it. Although with a very limited supporting cast last season he did okay.
0: Did you see the uh, did you see the brilliant tweet that uh well the the slightly rubbish tweet that the uh, the Ravens put out and the brilliant response from Washington? No. So uh, the uh, Ravens put out a tweet which basically said um, it had a pic. It, it's it had Ozzie Newsome and a quote from Ozzie Newsome, their GM, on uh, Joe Flacco. Said Joe is our QB. We're proud to say that some teams struggle with the quarterback position. And then their social media team posted that with a picture of Sam Bradford and a picture of Kirk Cousins, no. who of course who had just been paid thirty six million for a two year deal or whatever it is, and Cousins nineteen tag. million for mm. a one year tag. And, you know, obviously it was throwing complete shade at those other teams. Washington responded with a picture of Bob the Builder at the Ravens, and it just said, I'm here to fix your at symbol, <laughs> or your at button. <laughs> because it's like basically saying, if you're going to take the piss out of us, at least have the balls to at us in the tweet so we can respond. Absolutely loved it. Like- I think uh, the
1: Ravens media guy will have had a serious uh slap on the wrist <laughs> and if he hadn't he needed to have been done but that uh segues rather nicely into the franchise tagging uh 2016 10 people did it let's, massive let's go to let's do kirk cousins i know we talked about it before but we've just
0: mentioned him now do you and was he's, and he's right? agreed it and, and yeah. taken it and paid the non-exclusive tag I, I think it's the right decision because you, like everything we've said in the last ten minutes, you need to know what you've got at the quarterback position. You bring him in for a year, okay? You pay him a massive amount of money. But you pay him a massive amount of money when you're not in cap space issue, in the season where the cap space goes up, and you see what you've got with him. If he comes out and he plays like he did last year, he's probably going to end up earning not cl- not far off this a season anyway. And you, when you give him a long term contract at sixteen, seventeen million a year, eighteen million a year, whatever that might end up being. And for him, he's going to earn nearly twenty million dollars this year, having earned two and a half million dollars the previous four seasons combined. I think for him it was a no, bla- uh, no blamer,
1: no brainer. Because no blamer. If he had gone to free agency, he could be getting a slightly more than what Brock Osweiler has been offered at fifteen per
0: per season and for he, three seasons. He'd have so- got the long term contract, but Carl Shanahan has built that offense around what Kirk Cousins' abilities are. He's not. A brilliant deep ball thrower but he has got an arm so when he does get those opportunities he can find the sean jackson down the field he's built the jordan reed with those crossing routes with those slant routes he's given him so many options with the big man there he's made it simple for kirk cousins and kirk cousins hasn't disappointed i think he had a really impressive year last year okay he's being overpaid for probably what he is on a technique basis but i you can't blame them in any way for that and there's a few other words i feel exactly the same about von miller yeah absolutely throw money at von miller you have to keep him around he's the guy you're building your defense around for the next 10 years they hope that long-term deal gets done Uh, eric berry i felt like that was always going to be done Uh, you know the story with him at kansas city hopefully he sticks around it also means sean smith's available so you know the 49ers can go and sign him come on pull your finger out. I don't know why you were saying that sort of covertly like the 40 liners were here in Trent or ear. <laughs> yeah. Trent. Go get Sean Smith. Stop f***ing about, all right? Do it. We don't we don't need this in our lives. <laughs> we need him. <laughs> we need him. Come out on. There and making that sort of signing. Sure. okay? <laughs> uh, and I mean, we, we went through it at the time. Alshon Jeffrey nailed on. Josh Norman was one I felt less strongly about, but. Well, he's 32, isn't he? They'll do a long term deal. Is he
1: 32? I think what? he's that old. Or is he 28? He's, he's one of those. <laughs> he's definitely not 32. He's 28. He's
0: 28. Okay, I apologise. He's, he's 28, so. Maybe he's got four, three, four years Get left. Him nailed to that long yeah. four, five-year deal. That's fine. Muhammad Wilkerson, I'm delighted he's going to earn 15 million this year. I think that's deserved, because he was brilliant. He's been brilliant for the last two or three years. Best player on their line, and and I think that reflects that. That's great. Justin Tucker's a weird one, because giving kickers like $5 million is always a bit bizarre. It's a bit clutch, though, old uh, Tucker. Oh, old Jay Tucks. Yeah, and Jay Tucks. So... I mean, I, th- I think
1: it's difficult to, and we've seen teams struggle to get their kicker. I think it's difficult to get a reliable kicker. He knows the team, he knows the city, he knows everything about it. For instance, Green Bay tied um, Mason Crosby to a $16 million deal uh, for f- over four years. And Crosby said, look, I don't want to go anywhere else. And he's the leading point scorer for Green Bay. And it, it, that all of that kind of makes sense.
0: Uh, The the weird one for me was Trumaine Johnson in Los Angeles. I nearly called him something else. Rams uh, cornerback. Uh, He'll be earning nearly $14 million this year if he signs his franchise tender. Uh, It was odd to me because Janoris Jenkins appears to be their number one corner and is also hitting free agency. But they decided to keep the admittedly younger and potentially as talented Trumaine Johnson. But he's never shown consistently Mm. quality over time. They've just got... I think it's just almost like they've got a huge amount of money to spend. They're going to be going out and splashing money about in free agency. Why let somebody go who you want to keep around... And try and keep him longer term but if he signs his franchise tender he's being massively overpaid next season do you think janoris
1: jenkins will stay
0: Uh, no i actually think that's going to see janoris jenkins go out the door i think he's going to be a little child about it like he often is on the field throw his toys out of the pram and i'd be surprised if he sticks around after that i think also it's i don't think they mind i think they wanted to keep one of them and they've done kept the one they're going to keep
1: i think also we've seen that there can there has been some value found in the draft when it comes to cornerbacks and free safeties and safeties if you apologies to all of those um listening but i'm going back to green bay but um quinton rollins and demarius randall okay they were first and third round picks but they've been absolutely excellent in for green bay in that in those positions and i think that's where perhaps teams might be looking in 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 that position in the future rather than keeping two guys that will be earning 13 14 million uh, million dollars per year let's get a free agent in and or or, sorry a, a, a draft prospect in and pay them less and see what they can do
0: you know what we forgot to do What? I was a new kick watch when you were talking about oh. I just totally forgot these we've been here. This is just like one week We've off. spoken about Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> Magic as well. <laughs> oh my god, we spoke about Ryan Fitz mm. Magic for so long. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm so sorry, everyone. We've actually got to make a decision. Last year, we retired all of the drops at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, but that was... And built it up again from fresh. That's because it was sort of a new show, though. Yeah, I think we should be considering getting rid of some of these. I think we should be considering starting again. I mean, uh, yeah, all right, there are some classics in here. We're never going to get rid of the old Tomahawk chop. But, yeah, maybe with some of them, there's some consideration to get rid of them. Uh, we need to talk about the Jags. Let's first of all hear from, we wanted to play one of our other Super Bowl interviews. We're going to squeeze three in this last half an hour or so. So, the 49ers have agreed to a one year deal with running back Sean Drone. Uh, he did a brilliant job down the stretch last season. Trent Balke said he certainly earned the respect of everyone in our organisation for the way he handled himself both on and off the field, and we're excited to have him back. I was going to go into a whole thing about how he's going to be a better scheme fit for Chip Kelly, but I'll tell you what. Why don't we let him tell you how he's going to be a better scheme fit with chip kelly we caught up with him at the super bowl in his new hometown of san francisco and he told us all about how he was excited to try and get back and rejoin the team this year sean drone joining us now on radio row of the 49ers sean first of all uh, what a great breakout for you this year i know it's been a tough season for the 49ers but you personally were given that opportunity and you took it
2: yeah, man, it's a, it's a blessing, man. God has put me in a position to where, you know, my, my latter years are better than my early years. Um, you know, I, I started out um, with the Redskins and then, you know, went through a, a couple teams. But then, you know, I found a fit with the 49ers, man, and they just showed me so much love and gave me the opportunity that no no other team had given me. So, you know, it's been a, been a blessing to be here.
0: Was there any point where you thought uh, to yourself when you were kicking around the league where you had those other opportunities and it hadn't worked, where you looked into doing something else where you considered not playing football anymore.
2: Yeah, I um, I mean, and that's another thing. It brought me to, um, you know, thinking about that second career choice, in which, you know, I I went to school. School's all good, well and good, but I didn't plan on going back to school.
3: Asda, get all your Welsh favourites like a 350 gram pack of Collier's Powerful Welsh Cheddar was well, £3, now £2 and Six Braces Welsh Cakes get two packs for just one pound St David's Day worthy at celebratory prices don't compromise Asda, save money, live better Selected stores subject to availability Welsh Cakes, Wales only £1.10 per pack
2: I, I got into real estate which I've always been interested in um, um, I started to go to school to be a broker because i wanted to, i wanted to do you know a real estate investor so um i'm actually actively doing that um my, my wife's end up being the broker so i didn't have to go to school to do that so <laughs> we, yeah kept it in the family so she she done that part and uh you know i'm actively doing that so that it, it brought me to a point to where you know that was a, it forced me to do it earlier than what i wanted to do so you know it's it, it all worked out
0: I mean, you, you say that. It's, it's interesting because we see, hear about the Rookie Symposium and we hear about guys who are in the league three or four years, get millions of dollar contracts and then end up leaving the league and, and, and being broke. And Do you think, uh, where did your advice come from? Where is it from yourself or did you have a good advisor telling you that you need to invest and you need to be looking at what your other opportunities are?
2: Well, yeah, you always hear that you need to invest your money, you need to save your money. Um, but people tell you those things, but don't tell you how to do it. You know what I mean? And um, real estate is one of those things where, you know, you can touch it, you can see it, you can feel it, it's there, you see it, you know, the. the it's proven, you know, that a ho- everybody's going to need a house, everybody needs to eat. So, you know, those are things that, you know, even in a recession, you know, I think those things are th- will continue to grow, and, you know, continue to give you a, a return on your investment. Um, but as far as like saving money, a lot of guys didn't know about 401ks and, you know all types of you know investments they just tell you to save your money even if you put it in the bank i mean they tell you the, the fastest way to lose money is to put it put it in the bank but you know they people don't tell you the type of things to invest your money in so you know you can't really blame the player for you know being broke after a few years um because you know they they're just not money savvy that's not what they do they, they're football players at the end of the day
0: now you have to excuse my ignorance here even as a 49ers fan mm-hmm. I actually don't know what your contract situation is are you back next year I'm praying
2: I am uh we we my agent's talking with the team and um you know they they have expressed that
0: you know they want to bring me back so Great. I preferably you know it work, all works out well, we're d- I'm delighted uh, personally because there was no. a point this year particularly when Carlos Hyde went down he's mm-hmm. such a great player that he is mm-hmm. uh, where it looked like there wasn't really going to be a running game and then you came in and kind of saved that element <laughs> of our game to be honest
2: yeah man it, 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 it just shows that you know when somebody believes in you and, and gives you the opportunity that you deserve, I mean, some some guys don't take advantage of the opportunity. But it, you know, like I said, I've been through a couple of teams, and I knew once I got the opportunity, what I could do with my opportunity. And you know, like I said, God has blessed me to you know with my talents and um, with this opportunity to to do what I I knew I could do all these years.
0: Um, have you, at the moment, spoken to Coach Kelly or had any opportunity to have any interaction with him or any of the new staff around the uh, around the team? No, I have not. Um, I
2: actually wanted to talk with him um, once I got up here, but, you know, I haven't been around the facility. I've just been out and about, um, you know, just doing these things. But um, I've talked to my coach, uh, Tom Rathman, uh, periodically. You know, we, we talk every other week. Um, you know, we actually just caught up the other day. He had surgery on his hip. Um, wow. yeah the the Monday after the last game so you know we're back and forth talking about it you know talking about asking about each other's family and you know just catching up um, but coach uh, Chip I haven't been able to talk to him yet.
0: You're here with actually with Brian Brayman from the Eagles have you asked him about Chip yet? No I haven't that's the curse thing.
2: we actually we were talking about um he said it because I asked him who they hired I, I forgot that Chip was you know with <laughs> them he said that they hired Doug Peterson now like, we were talking about Doug Peterson um, I was with Doug, Doug Peterson in uh, Kansas City, okay. so we were just talking about, about that,
0: but uh, I'm sure we'll catch up and see, see what he thinks about him. <laughs> good stuff, good yeah. stuff. Uh, I want to ask the international audience, there's been a lot of uh, focus on Jared Hayne mm-hmm. this year and, and obviously coming out of Rugby League yeah. and the uh, very upright running style yeah. he's got yeah. and whether or not he could make it in the NFL, what's been your impression of him when you've, uh, I know he's practiced squad when you right. got there, but right. oh, what right. he's been like around the facility, how he's been dealing with guys?
2: Jared's a good guy. He's just a genuine good guy. Like, he's, and you can tell, like, and this is the way guys should be. Like, the way Jared is as far as, like, coming to work and just taking it, like, I mean, it's, it's a game at the end of the day. You know, so you really got to treat it like that, but at the same time, it's a business. So, some guys, you know, come to work all tense and, you know, uh, stressed out. But Jared, he's just, like, a stress-free guy, just uh, free spirit, man. He's a, he's a real good guy. Um, I mean, he's He's picked up the game, surprisingly to me, because I didn't know, you know, who he was, um, you know, until preseason when he broke out. And then when I came, you know, we got to know each other. But surprisingly, he picked up the game um, better than I thought he would have, you know, once I came in. You know, he knows the defensive fronts and, you know, he knows the language. So that was impressive in itself because, I mean, it takes guys some years that's been playing (laughs) football, you know, to pick up that type of thing. But that just uh, shows how smart of a guy he is. And, you know, uh, as far as his running style, he does run upright. He's he, very upright. And his I mean, rugby
0: league. It's that's how you would return. A and, ball and that's in what I was gonna
2: say. I don't watch much rugby, so I don't you know pretty much. I don't know you know how they how they run. But I guess that they, they, they has something to do with it. But I you know we talked, and I you know was letting him know like, bro, you had to got to get your pad level down, um, especially the last game because when I the first time I actually seen him play running back was when they played the Lions, and I was hurt. And I was like, bro, you got to get your pants down. You're running a little too high. I mean, he's a thick guy. Like, he's a big, big guy. He's not a small guy at all. So, you know, for him to use his, his power is, is important.
0: What about yourself? I mean, we look at Chip Kelly's system, particularly on the offense. The 49ers under Tom Sula and, and, and the guys before. Very north-south running style, power running. Uh, whereas chip kelly's very much that zone blocking scene he likes yeah. his guys to go lateral he likes yeah. his guys to go east west so do you think that you've got the adaptability to suit both of those styles do you think you can have success in that style of offense
2: yeah you know what i when i was you know nothing against you know the offense coordinator or anything but i was hoping that we ran a little more of the chip kelly style but we didn't but you know and and that's that's the thing about, you know, the guys that they have there. We have the versatility in the all the backs to to run that type of offense. So, you know, with Chip coming in, I, I feel like we, we, the backs that we have will definitely flourish in the offense.
0: I mean, we mentioned Carlos Hyde. His injury, obviously, devastating, but... Only a second year guy, we only saw a small amount of what he did, and I'm always intrigued when guys suffer a bad injury like that, how much are they around the facility, still Mm. working with you guys, still in the film room, is he a guy who is still around a lot, who is still trying to, you know, learn what these schemes are going to be and and make sure he can come back successful?
2: Yeah, he definitely uh, was still there, I mean, he he was doing a lot of rehab, you know, in the beginning to try to get back, so he wasn't in the meeting room, Uh, and that was because he was trying to get back to play, so... Um, He's definitely still around. You know, once he got on IR, it was one of those things, like, you know, he didn't really need to be there. So, uh, you know, I think he came and got his treatment, and, and that was that.
0: And, obviously, it is crazy here. You know, you've seen the Bay Area ready for yeah. game day, and you've yeah. seen that stadium full, but Super Bowl 50 this yeah. week. It, it just. Have you just got into the city again? What have been your impressions of what you've seen so far?
2: Yeah, I, I just got in yesterday about 11.30 in the morning. Um, got a, I had, This is my first time in the city, actually. I was a little bit outside the city last night for an event. And um, but, but getting back down here, I mean, I remember coming down, you know, with my wife and kids, but we didn't really come out this way very much. Um, but traffic is crazy. There's a lot of people <laughs> here. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's, it was already crazy before, but it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy now. But atmosphere is good. It's good. I mean, know those guys are excited to be out here, and you know, I can. I was driving down. I was like Super Bowl 50, man. If I was playing the Super Bowl, I'd be like, you know, so you know,
0: emotionally, I'd be, you know. Uh, crazy. It's, it's, well, I, it's, uh, I think what's really struck me this week is that you've got the Panthers seem to be very laid back, by having a lot of fun, and the yeah. Broncos are very much business. Yeah, this yeah, is a business yeah. trip, and then going right. to that approach. Right. Do you think one way or the other could give you a bit of an advantage on game day if you're a bit looser, maybe like the Panthers are? That's going to help them. Yeah,
2: I mean, and that's what I was talking about. You know, when I was saying about Jerry, you know, come to work, and you have to be like that, like so. And and that's the that starts up top. Ron Rivera and I and Cam said it like he said that Ron Rivera is a player's coach, and it starts from the top. If your head coach is always tight and tense and stressed, you know it's, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be the same way with your players. Like it, it comes down from the top. I really believe that, and you know it's shown and it's proven that those guys they play, they come, they have fun. Cam like, they they. And you can tell they're out there having fun. And, you know, it's a kid's game at the end of the day. So, you know, they, they take that approach. And when it's time to play, they they show up and play. And it's a great running game in Carolina as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Stu is a great, great running back. Tough, between the tackles. And, you know, they got a monster offensive line, too. So, you know, that always
0: helps. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> Do you think you guys, uh, finally, with the 49ers going to next season, obviously, it wasn't where you wanted to be this year in a drop off from what it was with Coach Harbaugh, but mm-hmm. It felt like on the defensive side and, and as the offense developed over the year that the young pieces are there to potentially have success going forward if you make the right moves this summer, one of which, of course, being signing Sean Drone.
2: <laughs> well, man, I can't, I can't speak for everybody, but I would definitely love to be back here um, you know, and, and, and just get back to that old 49ers football. I, I, uh, I remember my my first football, actually. My godmother actually bought me a football, and it was a Steve Young, like, autographed football. Amazing. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. That I thought about that the other day. But, yeah, I mean, I, it's so much rich tradition here, and, you know, I would love to be here, man, and just get back to that winning football like I know they, they, they can be.
0: Look, man, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you yeah, so much for coming good. in and joining yeah, us. Yeah. and. Uh, yeah, have a great week, buddy. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you for having me. Sean Drone there, uh, running back 49ers. I'm sure we'll talk more about the 49ers in this off-season. As Ollie mentioned to me whilst that interview was playing out, Anthony Davis has also come out, back out, back out of retirement. He was never, he always said it was kind of going to be a year hiatus. A sabbatical. At uh, the right hand side of the 49ers line was the worst in the league last year. With Carlos Hyde coming back, with Anthony Davis coming back, that can become a strength of their game mm. again, particularly with Chip Kelly. Maybe guard is where we see them go uh, at the top of the draft. It's a little bit of a high pick to spend on a guard, but it's definitely an area of need for them. Anyway, I'm banging on. Let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love the Jags. They get,
1: like we alluded to earlier, they're getting the, the whole free agency, the amount of cap space they have, they're, where they're going to pick. They're getting really, really exciting. And we've banged on and on about the, the, the two Allens and uh Blake Bortles and, and 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 how great their offense looks now's the time for them to bolster bolster that defense
0: i there's still some I'd still like to see them uh pick up on the offensive line they've got all this money to spend i'm sure there are free agent offensive linemen out there who they could potentially spend money on so I, i'm not going to suggest that i don't think that they should entirely avoid improving the uh, the offensive side of the team uh i think uh you know if donald penn hits free agency uh he's potentially somebody that they could look at to improve a guide i think their inside positions uh particularly got an issue uh kalichi o- os kalichi Osameli. Can I get that right? And that's the one. He's also going to be available. He won't be cheap, but they've got that money to spend, and I think he'd be a, a dream pickup on their offensive line. Mitchell Schwartz is another guy, the right tackle, who's going to be hitting the free agent market. So I th- I'd like to see them potentially look at improving on the offensive line. I think that would make a difference for them. Let's hear on the offensive side of the ball from, from a couple of guys before we talk about the defence, uh, who we did speak to at the Super Bowl. And let's start off with the man who joined us to talk about, well, he, he was plugging the Microsoft Surface Pro tablet, and there's a brilliant moment at the end of, this interview, where I think you can actually hear the exasperation from the PR guy behind us. But let's uh, hear from uh, former number three overall pick, something number like two that. overall
1: pick, something like that. <laughs> he Can't be asked to look it up. Sorry, he was guys. The
0: top pick quarterback the year that he was taken by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Somewhat surprisingly, he had a brilliant year last year. It was fantastic, Blake Bortles. Well, it's nice to start the morning off brightly, and we've managed to pick up a guy who. It's pretty used to speaking to Brits and being over in London over the last three years. Blake Bortle, quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Blake, first of all, you're uh, here with Microsoft and Surface Tablets. We've seen them on the sidelines all season, these, these tablets. Just tell us what they've actually done for your game and for you guys. Yeah,
4: they're pretty special. You know, they allow you to do a lot of stuff um, on the sidelines, and they're super efficient, and you're able to be productive with it. You know, you don't have to... Carry a, a big notebook with a thousand pages and have to flip through them all the time. You know You can be efficient and go to work and, and do all that stuff. so uh, I enjoy them. I love them and uh, they 're pretty awesome
0: they 've definitely seem robust as well we 've seen a few guys when they 've got frustrated smack them around a bit exactly. and actually they've always seemed to survive afterwards and they're pretty That's durable as, yeah. <laughs> pretty durable so
4: you, you can toss them around a little bit and they still work
0: <laughs> top stuff though I have to ask first of all obviously you got your first win in London this year and it was on that huge pass down the silence and the stadium just erupted we've got uh, a video of Ollie reacting to that moment and it's in genuine <laughs> awe after was, the, the comeback from the Bills and the way you did that how special was it to get that first win in London uh,
4: it was good I wish it didn't have to be that hard I think it was like 20 Ain't nothing or something at one point and then we kind of uh, just messed around but I, I think it was cool it was cool to see you know play a game like that in that kind of environment in London sweet environment and um, you know to give them an exciting game like that was pretty cool and it was fun to play in
0: It felt a little bit like in the second half that the game slowed you tried to slow the game down in traditional fashion as you would when you are ahead but the right. game didn't quite get going and, and you managed to stop you that something that whilst this offense has been firing all year we see you put 50 points on the Colts we see yeah, it's impressive stuff Is that the element of the game you think you guys can improve
3: on?
4: Yeah, definitely. You know, I
0: think being able to, uh, I think, put teams away when you get
4: in situations like that, when you're up twenty-eight nothing or whatever at halftime, and being able to kind of, you know, put the foot down on the pedal and and put them away and continue to score is something that you know we still got to figure out how to do.
3: How how exciting is this kind of off-season process for you guys? Now you, you were looking like one of the best offenses in the league last year, and. All of you guys are still really young with the ability to grow together. It must be kind of really exciting ahead of next yeah, year. Yeah,
4: it is. It's super exciting. And, you know, the offseason is something that, you know, I know I look forward to because everybody stays in Jacksonville and hangs out. And we all go work out together and throw together, and it's kind of a tight-knit group of guys. So it's pretty special, um, and it's, you know, good guys to be around, and they want to get better and, and you know, excel not only their careers but, the
0: Jaguars as a team well we've got uh, Alan Hearns is joining us later this morning Alan Robinson is joining us tomorrow Perfect. Is A, is there anything we, we can say to them to wind them up and B who's your favourite Alan uh, <laughs>
4: they are equally my favourites <laughs> they're both awesome unbelievable football players um just you got to give Alan Rob actually you can give both of them crap for just being just asking like how their how their flight in was on a private jet and like when they <laughs> when they got like the Bentley rental car and drove over because they're both they're both uh, upscale dudes and they kind of give each other crap for that all the time.
3: It, so- it sounds pretty different to our journey, in, doesn't it?
0: Very much so, very much.
3: One thing I wanted to ask you—you obviously did a a lot of work last off season with your mechanics and kind of the fruits of that were shown last year when you really took that year one to two step what are you going to be working on this off-season to kind of take it to that next level again? Have you got a, an off-season plan in place? Yeah,
4: it'll be, you know, not near as big. Last, last off-season was kind of like a makeover of the whole thing. Um, so this year it'll be a little more, like, specific in certain things, you know, little footwork things here and there that I really would like to focus on and get better at and be more efficient at. Um, so I'm excited to, to do that and to kind of to rep that through the off-season and hopefully get better at it and, you know, become a better quarterback.
0: And, hey, we had Coach Bradley signing an extension already this offseason he's a guy who we've certainly warmed to over the three years he's been coming over to London how big is that for you guys to have that consistency yeah and, and really it, it feels everyone seems to feel like you're building something but it's not quite there it just needs to get over the edge right
4: and you know last year it was kind of hard because you know it was the first year it was like you know I enjoyed it but we weren't really in a whole lot of games and it, you know last year we were in you know 14 or 15 out of the 16 games we played and it was a one possession game and we had a chance to win um, so I mean it kind of makes it that much more frustrating when you're that close but uh, to be able to have the continuity with Gus and the whole staff really um, staying there and continuing to build that is huge um, and I mean it's kind of you know Shad Khan and, and Dave Caldwell the owner and GM are doing a good job and trusting Gus.
0: I want to ask you about this weekend's game but just before we do so the Colts coming up in London later this year are you going to put another 50 burger on them for us? Yeah
4: that would be the goal to get <laughs> You got a 50 burger in London. <laughs> we so, love
0: a 50 <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> uh, we'd love to. So, uh, what? What are your thoughts on this week- weekend's game? Who do you think is going to win?
4: Um, well, I got this thing right here that says the Microsoft Cortana that projects winners. Uh, is projecting Carolina, but I'm going with Denver.
3: So, <laughs> so what you saying? Is he's disagreeing going with, going with Microsoft. This thing is is Such a sixty company
4: more than sixty percent of the time it says it's been right, but I'm going against the odds because you can't bet against Peyton Manning. I just don't think you can do it. Would you love to see a guy like that go out on top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's been the face of the NFL for so long. Unbelievable, and really everything he's done. He's been a, a good leader and role model for guys like me growing up and, and wanting to be him. So um, I would
0: be really excited for him. To win that's great stuff look like re- real joy chatting to you thank you so much for joining us this morning. thanks for having me see you in london see you in london great portals there a little bit of fun about the allens as well and we should in which case roll straight into a little bit of alan hearns and we started off by asking alan hearns what he said about Did you get your private jet in here, Alan? The last time we spoke to this guy, we were sat in a locker room in Wembley Stadium. (laughs) Uh, He'd just come off a first win in London for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Alan Hearns, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, Are you? Yeah, very well, man. Very well indeed. It's a pleasure to be with you. The first thing we should cover, actually, is... Blake came around this morning we had him about uh, two hours ago and he said we should ask you whether or not you took a private jet here today
5: no I did not <laughs> he always joke around with that if anybody will take a private jet it will be Blake Waters for sure
0: oh right okay so he's telling me that you and Alan Robinson that you're you know, the big guys that nah, you're the ones who are flashing the cash nah we
3: the little guys <laughs> I ain't got no cash we were, here, we were hearing about Bentley pickups and it was crazy nah wasn't
0: it? not me you no, ever see me there. It's that. all Blake. It's all Blake, is it right? <laughs> don't,
5: don't forget, I went undrafted. <laughs>
0: well, that's that's one thing I wonder because obviously you've got you and you've got uh, Alan Robinson and you guys have created a phenomenal tandem these last two seasons. Do you ever just remind him that you've done that from being undrafted when he was picked in the second round? <laughs> no,
5: <going? laughs> nah. nah see, it, it's never like that with us, you know. We always talk about how how far we come and things like that, but there's never any comparison between me and him. You know, we have a great relationship on and off the field, and you know? that what makes us better the field. No, um, uh, we spent our off season in Jackson as well, just getting better and building that chemistry and Blake Borders go saying spent his offseason in Jackson as well. So we just gotta continue to, to improve each season. Uh-huh. And it is, you've all come out in the same draft. That, it, that's that got to be such a yeah. big thing to be uh, growing
0: together and potentially, you know, if you all sign after your, your rookie contracts, carrying that on for the next five, ten years, it could be a really special offense.
5: Uh, yeah, I think that's very unique, you know, just to see all us come in at the same time and watch us grow together. That's what I love about it, you know, because you can really see, oh, we've been through it when, our first year wasn't so good and then now the second year we're improving so we go see the whole process as far as starting from the bottom and building our way up i think that's very unique
3: and, and i mean by the end of the year you guys had one of the best offenses in the league you kind of build around you three second year guys there's a lot of talk in the nfl about a second to third year leave you guys must be really really excited for what you can do next year
5: um yeah it's it's very exciting you know what's so exciting about it that it was only year two for us so you know we still got a lot of time to improve and things like that so i think that's what's the most exciting part about it just to see how far we can go and we haven't reached our peak yet yeah absolutely are there any particular areas that you do that you need to focus on as
0: an offense? Because we talked about it with that amazing win in London against the Bills. You took such a big lead and then just yeah. weren't able to close it out and, and the guys got back into the game and actually took a lead. Yeah. Is there an element where you guys have got to learn to close out the games when you're losing? Because you've got so many tight games this season yeah. and you think if you win three or four more of those, then you're looking like a playoff team.
5: Uh, for sure. You know, um, I think for us, you know, not only closing out games, but starting fast as well. It's certain times in the season where we started out fast and didn't finish so good, and vice versa. You no, know, so the main thing for us, you know, if you want to be a good offense, you got to play good for all four quarters and stay consistent. Yeah. You know, and that's what happens in this league. If you're not inconsistent, then
3: it's going to come with losses. And, and you, you kind of, there's the great situation again. There's a lot of cap room available for Dave and Gus to kind of invest, and a lot of people expect you to focus on the defense. How much would it help you as an offense if that defense comes up to that level as well and then you kind of really firing on all cylinders?
5: Um, it, it'll mean a lot, you know, especially as an offensive player, you know, you want to have the ball as many opportunities as you can, you know, just keep the defense off the field, you know. If they have three and outs, we love that because we love being out on the field, controlling the game, controlling the clock, and also putting points up. So we'll, we'll love that. Total honesty with us on this, and don't feel like you have to pander
0: because it's the British market and you're trying to British guys, (laughs) but you you guys are coming out every season, that deal's been extended further beyond the current four-year deal, and when you win your first game in London and when you're coming out every year, do you consider yourselves as... the team who are the London team the team who are the the British team is that a part of your identity as a team and feel free to say no it's just a business trip that's fine man
5: (laughs) Uh, no I I really see us as that you know Um, I don't know how other teams are but I can really see the progression as far as our fan base from year one and year two there's a lot of people out there that's recognizing us now and you know even on Twitter you see people from across you know just reaching out to you so you can really see our fan base really improving out there you know anytime we come it feels like we're at our home stadium at Wembley. It's an awesome environment.
3: Yeah, and, and I think one thing that was noticeable to us guys this year is towards the end of that Bills game, the crowd got really loud. Really probably loud. louder than I've ever heard a Wembley it crowd. That,
1: it was in that two-minute drill, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, and at the end, and the, the defense came up big after your big touchdown.
0: And people, I was going to say, not a bad touchdown catch yeah, either. <laughs> yeah, great catch. But what it was is
1: uh, people were getting to understand the game more and yeah. i suppose as as a player going abroad that's kind of that's good to that's good to hear that they actually get it and they're booing actually at the right time
5: gotcha um yeah that, that's the main thing about it you know um like i said uh the first year i went probably the fans they were more excited about the kickoff than oh, actually the touchdowns we and love, things like that we
1: love kicking <laughs> i see that i we see that. that we love soccer
0: <laughs> i <laughs> learned that <laughs> Uh, you, you had a hell of a season in general and, and you went on a streak I'm trying to remember I was just trying to look it up cheekily to be honest where you would just catch, seem to catch a touchdown every single week and it was either a 100 yard game or a touchdown every week and touchdown yeah how do you kind of maintain that sort of streak is it about confidence is it about the relationship with those guys is, what, what is it that kind of means you can put together
5: a run like that um it's a mixture of a little, a little bit of things, you know, as far as just playing with that confidence. You know, you know you're able to do the things, so you kind of expect that week in, week out. And also building that relationship with the other guys, you know, as far as Blake Bortles, Alan Robinson, and TJ Yeldon, things like that. So as long as we continue to grow, you know, we're going to continue to put up those things. Uh, week in, week out, you know, I'm always going to have that confidence, that motivation that I got to go out here and do what I have to do. Because the thing about the NFL and it's very exciting and I, I like it because they don't care about what
3: you did last week or last year. You know, you got to continue to prove yourself each week. You think, get, sorry, go on. You guys were kind of, towards the end of the year, the playoffs were a possibility. Yeah. And obviously that didn't happen. But when you look at the AFC South, do you think there is an opportunity there to kind of really make your mark on it next year and potentially get to the playoffs? Oh, for sure. You
5: know... um, I think for us, you know, we keep ascending and we just play consistent. We'll take care of that, you know. As far as the AFC South, you know, it's up in the air. You know, you see the Texans went and also the Colts been going for prior years, but yeah. I, I think we really have a chance at it this year.
3: And and what did you see improvement wise from Blake last year? We mentioned to him he he clearly did a work a lot of work in the offseason on his mechanics, and yeah. and you kind of saw that in the numbers. As a, as a receiver, what did you see that was different?
5: As um, far as, yeah, his mechanics, as far as his releases, the ball getting there faster. But the main thing I recognize from Blake is him taking ownership of his offense. You yep. know? The confidence that he's playing with right now, he's communicating. Anytime he come off the sideline, what he sees, what he wants with this in a locker room, he's really taking advantage of uh, having that leadership. And we behind him as a player because the uh, thing about Blake I don't know if you guys ever noticed but he never gets rattled he yeah. could throw an interception he come out the next drive he believes that he's going to go down and score and is that, there's got to be a trust level with that because I think what's been so impressive
0: with you guys is that the amount he's obviously got a hell of a cannon he can throw that ball deep and that's good because you two uh, talking about you and, and Alan Robinson are, are both incredibly quick and how much trust do you have to have knowing that you're going to take that streak route you're going to go for that out route and you know that ball is going to be on the dime at the right moment when you're making that run
5: Um, it's a lot of trust and that's what we practice for you know um, before the season also during the season and practice you know just building that chemistry you know there's never a doubt in my mind that he's going to have the ball where it should be and as a as a quarterback he he probably feel the same about us put the ball in our area give us a chance to make the play and we're going to come down with it so it's just having that relationship with each other having that trust and it's going to continue to grow I'm intrigued. You
0: personally, you talked about hearing from Twitter and fans in the UK, and this is something some players don't like talking about this, but do you feel the, fan- uh, the impact of fantasy football on you? Because you were a bit of a fantasy darling this year. People, yeah. You went undrafted in a lot of leagues. People picked you up late on, and right. then suddenly you have this big streak, all these touchdowns. I know certainly you helped me in three or four <laughs> different leagues, so I love having Jags guys on my teams. You guys put up points. It's great.
5: Um, yeah, fantasy football, it, it's crazy how how crazy is evolving now in this game, you know. It, it's very key in this game right now and get the fans involved and like that. But it only comes a problem with me when guys become disrespectful with things or just too selfish with things, you know. Um, each week, you're not going to score every week, you know. Yeah. At, oh, you try. You, you need to Yeah, did, of course. <laughs> as me, as a player, of course I want to go out and score each week, put up 100 yards, but you feel me? It's not going to go like that every time. So when a fan comes... Uh, to me about why didn't I score and things like that that's when it becomes a problem oh, with it on. they're
1: idiots yeah. they're <laughs> idiots because
5: it's, it's not just down to you to, to score you've got to get Bortles to throw
1: you
0: the ball yeah.
1: yeah. they should be getting after oh, Blake yeah right? actually,
3: yeah, <laughs> that Blake guy
0: why are you throwing oh, no. it to the wrong guy come on uh, maybe he got confused with the Allens <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I, I'm talking about the game coming up in London this year because you're facing the Colts it's the first time it's going to be a divisional game in Lo- well not the first uh, Jags divisional yeah, game in yeah, London yeah. you put up a 50 burger on them back in yeah. December which we uh, which we were loving over here that was one of the, the big games for you guys obviously in the second half of the season can we expect a similar performance from you guys in London and and how big is it playing a divisional
5: rival out there well, I hope so I hope so uh we can expect the same thing but you know them you know they're gonna be feeling pretty bad about it because you know that's no one ever wants to lose like that but um that
0: second I, half was incredible
5: crazy it was it was crazy but as uh, far as it being a divisional matchup, I think it's gonna be crazy for us out there in London. You know, probably because you know we got a good fan base in London. But since we play a divisional, I hopefully we get some of our Jacksonville fans also to come out there and also the Coast fans. Yeah. Like more people more involved because you know it's a divisional game and a lot of people care about that. So I, I think it'll be great for us. I tell
1: well, you what though, you do see as you as you're coming at you guys though, because you're not taking uh, the London transport, but you see, and you hear American voices all over so there are loads of people coming over from Jacksonville and they're really buying into it as a a, a kind of a vacation but also get to see their team in a in a foreign city yeah
5: that's that's exciting man even like us playing a game you know it's it's different for us you know just traveling across the country and experience new things you know sightseeing things like that man it's nice meeting new people I love you guys. Accident, like. <laughs> you You're not one of these him? ones. Yeah, <laughs> going yeah,
1: yeah, to slightly it. different. <laughs> we can't understand him. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, one thing. The Miami Dolphins famously had the Marx Brothers, and the Allen Brothers is becoming a, a thing. He kind of relishing that. Is it going to be the next Legion of Boom type tagline? Uh, <laughs> Legion of Allen. <laughs> that's
5: the worst thing you've ever said. Yeah, so uh, that's been very exciting. You know, uh, this whole year, people been coming out with names. You know, we haven't officially came up with one yet. But yeah, man, it's exciting, and it's exciting to see like people starting to recognize that we're on a rise yeah we're absolutely.
0: going to speak to the uk jags guys we're going to try and come up with a good nickname and have it ready for london when you guys get over absolutely. there all right
5: let's do it, let's awesome do it. Alan,
0: a real pleasure chatting thank you thanks so much for joining us and well we'll see you in october all right thanks for having me play mortals alan hearns a little bit of jags offense chat for you i they, we know that unit coming back this year has the potential to be absolutely phenomenal i think they're going to be fancy darlings as well so let's keep an eye on that but but uh, you talked about the defence already. The Jags' defence, uh, probably losing Andre Branch this offseason, season and they don't tie him up to a big deal. Uh, on the inside line, I think Roy Miller looked good later in the year after Senderek Marks dropped off a bit. Tyson Alualu, they've got guys there who are interesting. I've already said it earlier, but they're bringing Dan Scooter back. I, I think linebacker is a big area of need for them. And I actually think that the the, the backfield additionally... They've got Jonathan Cyprian and Sergio Brown, but with uh, with Eric Weddle being available on the free agent market, I'd love to see them go and throw money at Eric Weddle. Mm. He likes warm climates. It's the sort of, it's, you know, Jacksonville, a city very similar to San Diego, somewhere where he can kick it by the beach, somewhere that he can, he's enjoy an anglophile the sun. as well, Eric it, Weddle. So he's nearer home as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll love his big beard in Jacksonville because it's a nice bit of southern hospitality. They, you know, all that, uh, what's that Duck Dynasty nonsense? I, I, I think he'd be a really good fit. I just think in that top part of the draft, there's no way for me that they're not going to target defense.
1: Yeah, they have to target defense. I mean, they do have, Hopefully, Dante Fowler coming back, the over, the number three overall pick from last season. So that's almost like having two first round picks. And if they get another real star performer, Joey Bosa, maybe someone like that. I know he didn't. I know you you you're you're thinking about how he did at the combine and he didn't do great, but maybe maybe. He wasn't being
0: his true self at the combine. Why do Why do you think? No, my issue with Joey Bosa is I just don't think he's a great scheme fit for what they do there. I mean, my number one choice for them, if he manages to drop down to them at five, would be Jalen Ramsey, the cornerback out of Florida State. But I do think he's going to be someone who probably goes in the top three picks. Somebody might even move up for him. He's that kind of talent. Do you at think corner.
1: they'll go for a corner in in the top? Yes. In the top five, yes. Really?
0: Absolutely. I, I think it's too high to reach and go for for Vernon Hargreaves if uh, if Jalen Ramsey is already gone, which yeah, I Vernon kind Hargreaves of expect great him to be. Last year, but he has been absolutely brilliant. He uh, he was uh, Jalen Ramsey was great at the combine. Looked like an absolute top level cornerback. I uh, yeah, I'm in a big big way uh, playmaker, splashy plays. I really would like to see him there, but if not. Miles Jack would be the other guy because Mm. we talked about their need at linebacker and and yes, he got the injury back in September uh, to the knee and it meant that he was out for a long period of time but in that final few in the first few games of this season towards the end of last year he moved from being a middle linebacker to playing a bit more outside linebacker he was almost used as a safety at times he was dropping into coverage I mean at the end of last season he was covering the season before last he was covering Nelson Aguilar one of the fastest wide receivers coming out in that draft from the linebacker position it just shows the athleticism he has he shows the flexibility he has talking another Von Miller as it were yeah and that kind of multi-position player is ideal for what the Jags need and so yeah. I think those are the two guys I'd like to see them target right at the top end of the draft I don't know if a big defensive end is what they need but you mentioned Joey Bosa to Forrest Buckner's there as well mm-hmm. that, you could easily see four or five defensive players going in the top five picks and uh, he that's where for me they have to go. yeah I can't disagree with that they have to do that
1: their offense is is fine um <laughs> it's it's fine it's fine was st- still they're still Question mark over TJ Yeldon? I think for me as a as a a, a premier running back, easily as a premier running running back, there's a huge question mark over that. But there's a question mark over him. Uh, you've got the two the two Allens. You've got uh, Blake Bortles. So you've got uh, Julius Thomas, who expect a lot more from next year as well. So yeah, it has to be defense. It has to be defense, Gus. Sort it out, son. <laughs> uh, right. So
0: I I think that's kind of uh everything we needed to talk about today yeah i think we didn't really have a catch-up at the beginning so we got straight into the football ollie it's been a couple of weeks since i've seen you you buggered off skiing you've been having a whale of a time on facebook i've been doing all these double shifts not sleeping never seeing my wife doing nothing exciting at all tell me more about your exciting single man lifestyle ollie and allow me to live vicariously through
1: you. <laughs> not very not very exciting skiing was great went to italy you could ski into switzerland which was really nice cool. However, I came back and, uh, I think about ten days ago, and I've been ill ever since. Yes. I have a cold.
0: <laughs> uh, you've, you've got low-level man flu.
1: I had man flu. Uh, it's not low-level man flu. It's been horrible man flu. My nose I runs. I haven't heard you cough once. I haven't heard you sneeze once. This is horse <laughs> poo. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, it is horse poo. I'm going to I'm gonna have to get that mic cleaned. Today. Yeah, no, sorry, guys. Uh, so that's been all right. Uh,
0: just, Might be the last time we're ever in this studio. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to the, to the move south of the river. Yeah, heading over to Southwark, going to the Talk Sports Studios if they let us use them. And if not going back to using the equipment from the super bowl in my new shed in our new house. Hooray. Mate, they're
1: going to let us, they're going to let us use those studios because yep. hopefully some exciting things might happen regarding Talksport two and you and I, but Hey, who knows? And who also knows? all
0: draft coverage as well on Talksport two, but we'll announce more about that nearer the time, but hopefully we're going to be doing some nice in-depth draft coverage on TS two as well. So I, I just wanted really for you to tell us about your manflu, you big fanny. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else you would like to talk about before we? what get do you think here? of uh, the new walking dead uh, the latest episode i don't want to know
1: about the latest one because i haven't seen it
0: uh, well i i'm a comic reader so i'm really excited about the survivors and negan and all this stuff that's coming up now so this is my like this is oh negan apparently it's pronounced negan Calling him Negan for like a year since he popped up in the comic books, or even longer. I thought longer. they called him Negan on the on the show. Oh, I heard him called Negan on the show. Oh, really, I was very confused because you know when like you read a book and you've know, or like you imagine a voice in your head in a book, yeah, and then You see yeah. the adaptation, like, well, that's not how I imagined it. That's not him. I don't like this anymore. And all of, he's the best bad guy in recent comic book history. He is phenomenal. So I'm okay. really excited for that whole storyline. So I'm I'm loving the build to that. But that's because I kind of know what's coming.
1: And uh, what did you think of the romance?
0: Which particular what? Oh yeah, yeah loved it.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah, I'm loved happy, it. Happy with that? Loved it. Why wouldn't you love it?
0: No, I'm. I'm.
1: I'm. I'm, I'm asking Are you, you a question. I'm not racist. I love it. Yeah. She's hot.
0: I think you might be a bit racist. I'm not racist. Ebony. Uh, me, <laughs> I don't sing that's it. The
1: <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> song of all time don't ever do that ever again guys I've d- I- again i've apologized countless times for myself and now i'm doing it for will gavin i'm
0: sorry that you had to be uh subject to that <laughs> what a brilliant way to finish the show uh otherwise is there anything else you'd like to add ollie is there anything else no, you anything talk you'd, about or you'd mention? like to add no, I'm very happy. I think we should finish out. Somebody. Are we going to do another show this week? I think we will do another show towards the end of this week because we only gave you one last week. We've still got loads of great interviews from yeah, the Super Bowl yeah. to bring you, uh, and there's going to be so much free agent news when the doors probably, probably, properly open on Wednesday. So maybe we'll do a free agency roundup. Get somebody on over the phone, maybe Joel Corrie or someone like that. He's always been really good fun. Maybe uh, Jason LaCanfora. In fact, did you see Jason LaCanfora's tweet to uh, Ian Rappaport? No. Oh my God. It is incredible, Ollie Hunter. So if anyone doesn't know a little bit of uh, history behind this, we're not the biggest fans of Ian Rappaport. Not big, not, we're not saying that he's not good at his job, which he's not, but it's more that we had a, a negative experience with him in the past. So yeah, we've had a negative experience. We're just not his biggest fans. Now on the third day of the combine at about, 1.30, 1.30, 1.40am 1 uh, Jason Lackenfora and I have no idea what the context to this is he must have done Rappaport must have said something in a tweet or must have said something uh, off social media which Jason Lackenfora got wind of like said that Jason was his source on something or something like that and this was the tweet he put out I don't want you to read it I want to read it to you
1: okay I've closed my eyes I won't look at your screen
0: Jason Lackenfora's tweet was just at Sheet. keep my name off your lips Always remember this. I know you will. That's incredible. And he's still—it's still online. It still exists out in the world. It's, <laughs> he didn't delete it the next morning or anything like that. So we need to get Lack and Fora on and chat to him about that as that well. That
1: is—it's that's sinister that's proper heat i love it i really love it that's amazing um
0: so uh, sorry we didn't get to all your questions as well because we didn't do another tweet today but so many good questions came in last week so if you remember the great questions you tweeted for last week's show tweet them in for the show later this week we'd love to speak to you or perhaps we could just save them and then go no i'm not (laughs) reading back through them i've got too much work to do but it's
1: our fault yeah okay you can do it i'll do it and
0: i'll compile them for next week Great Next show. Good stuff. So we'll probably do a show Thursday or Friday as well. Tweet us on uh, uh, grid, at Gridiron on Twitter if there's anything you want to get in touch with us about. Don't forget to keep checking out Sports Travel Tours at Sports tra- Travel Tours 1 or sportstraveltours.com on, twi- on uh, the internet on Twitter that's Sports Travel Tours one I'm falling apart Ollie at the seams this room is so hot and sweaty and I've got to go and do a shift so go and do a shift <laughs> <laughs> where are you from Norwich so- I've got to go and do a shift <laughs> tell <Then> you what <laughs> <laughs> let's finish the show with a little ode to Peyton Manning
4: Peyton Manning